I'm so popular. Last week on the show, we celebrated my 27th birthday with my annual birthday episode. Oh, I forgot about that. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. This week, we're discussing one of my favorite musical discoveries of recent memory, an artist that's completely changed the way I see my own emotions and the world. I have been so deeply impacted by this musician, and I'm very excited to talk about her. Her name is Nakatani Miki, but we have a very special guest on the show, live in my apartment tonight. Who are you? My name is Asahi. Are you really going to go with that? I already said your name like a okay, million times. Okay. Who it's... are you? I'm Taro. Hi, Taro. Hello. What are you doing? I'm doing a podcast. That's true. What about generally? Generally, I live in Tokyo. I enjoy city life mm-hmm. with nice people. I drink time to time. Mm-hmm. I go out. I love going to massage, like <laughs> massages. Uh huh. And then I like onsen. Well, sento maybe. Uh huh. Mm, what else? Well, I mean, that's pretty good. Um, and then the third question I always ask my guests mm-hmm. is, why are we friends? Ah, uh, why are we friends? Why are we friends? I think that. <clears throat> um. You are one of few people that I could share very niche cultural topic. Mm. Yeah, I think that's very true because even the first night that we met in Yoyogi Park at a mutual friend's birthday party, we we talked a lot about erotica that night. I'm sure you forgot, <laughs> but I did. I do. I do remember that. You remember that? Yeah, we started talking about erotica. Mm. Um, actually in the park just by my house Mm -hmm. um, that have recorded some episodes of the show for in. But yeah, it's also rare for me to meet anyone, let alone Japanese people who Mm -hmm. are into like niche pop culture Mm -hmm. and have a deep appreciation for Mm -hmm. pop music and uh, Mm -hmm. really go out of their way to understand it. So Mm -hmm. I was very excited to Mm -hmm. become friends with you and um, it's been interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, You're also the first... Japanese guest to headline an episode of I'm So Popular ever. It's been I've been doing this show for three years, and you're the first one. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> and then this show is called I'm So Popular. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know the name of the show. <laughs> That's why I said in the beginning. <laughs> but yes, my show is I'm So Popular. But you, mm. I've had Japanese people appear on the show. Mm. Um, recently, my friend Kiku-chan was mm. on the season premiere. But mm. you were the first one. Who it's just you and me for the whole episode. So congratulations. Thank you. Omedozaimasu. Ah, me. Yeah, I'm excited too. Mm. And you are also the one who introduced me to Nakatana Miki. Yes. So, you introduced her to me after I went to a karaoke party, and we met up in Koenji. And we were getting some Korean food after drinking a little bit and going to... Wait, did we have Korean food? We did. I thought we went to um, Saizeria. We went to Saizeria first, and then we ate Korean food after. You, your memory is horrible. <laughs> I remember it. Ah, yes, we did! Yeah. Under, under the bridge! Oh, 
Yes, under the bridge. That's right. I was super drunk. I think. I, did I? You were drunk. Was I? Yeah, there were some other things that also happened under the bridge, but, you know, I'll leave that to the imagination, but... <laughs> okay. We talked about Nakatani Miki, mm. and we were going off about all of, like, the music you've been interested in, mm. and you introduced her to me as, like, one of your all-time favorites, mm. and someone that you've been listening to since, like, junior high school, right? Actually, college. Oh, since college, okay. Yeah, 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 but it's, um... Her music is from my... Actually, elementary school time. I see. Yeah, because her, her musical career was sort of kind of short. Very short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I discovered her music, uh, I was already, like, in the college growing up. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But I, w- I was blown away. I don't remember how I discovered it, though. Maybe I found her music on um, Nico Nico Doga. Oh. Nico, Nico, Nico Video. Very famous Japanese, Japanese video streaming site that's famous for putting the text on uh, yeah. top of the video, like uh-huh. the comments stream mm, on top mm, of it. Mm. So you ran into her there. I think so, yeah. Well, before we get into you know her generally, I guess I should mm. introduce her. She is probably best known, both in Japan and overseas, as an actress. Mm. And she's probably most famous for appearing in the Ring movies, Ringu. Uh. She plays the female protagonist Mm -hmm. and appears in, I think, two of them. Mm -hmm. And I can understand why she was cast in that role. Because Mm. she has sort of this, like, ghostly, ethereal, sort of, like, Mm. strange woman energy about her. She's kind of disquieting Mm. and odd and... I find her presence very transfixing, but she started out originally as an idol in a small uh-huh. group. Yeah. And she ran into a very famous music producer, mm-hmm. Sakamoto, Sakamoto Ryuichi, mm. who I have talked about on the show. And mm. his, I talked about YMO. I've talked about him in uh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of his work. And he was very surprised because when they met, they really hit it off and they mm-hmm. became good friends because they had shared artistic taste and things. And so Mm -hmm. he decided that he was going to kind of make a musical career out of her. Mm -hmm. And so they did three albums together where he produced almost everything on the first Mm -hmm. two records. And she is, her music is unbelievable. It's some of the most Mm -hmm. shocking music I've ever heard. But what was it that attracted you to her when you first started listening? I think at the beginning I liked her song like a kind of Therapy, <laughs> like therapy. Her music is really therapeutic to me. I agree. Mm. Mm. What's the quality that makes it therapeutic for you? Her voice mm-hmm. and her. It. I don't know if that's the right word to say, but lack of presence. Mm-hmm. She's singing, but she's not really being that person. Like she's singing, like as as she's reading a book. Mm-hmm. That's how I. That's how I perceive. Yeah, because yeah. Um, on the Patreon episode, we were mm-hmm. talking about how Utada Hikaru, like, mm-hmm. every lyric she like, paints with all of the colors of her feelings, mm-hmm. and she really transliterates all of her emotions yeah. into her singing. Uh-huh. And Nakatani Miki is the opposite of yeah, that. She is, yeah. She there's It's very atonal. She's not a fabulous singer at all. She's mm-hmm. quite plain as a vocalist. Plain. Very plain. Very plain. But... Because she has like that that energy mm-hmm. and that aura around mm-hmm. her, that kind of soft like high pitched singing that she does, mm. and sometimes like the whispering, it feels very mm. intimate and personal. Yeah, it's 
for 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 the audience, the her songs ended up being very intimate and personal. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because you don't really get to connect with the the vocal, the singer, right? Because she doesn't really express. She doesn't seem to be expressive vocally, mm-hmm. but as a final product, like as as music, musical piece, it gives you it it brings some emotion out of you. Yeah, and then that that's the reason I liked it because there are so many great singers who put a lot of like emotion into like straight into the singing style, and then they just do the great performance by um, displaying their feeling. Through the vocal, but she does a kind of interesting way. Uh, she, by listening to her music, you're the one who draw the story in your head. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a really interesting mm, way of thinking about it mm, that I hadn't even realized myself mm, because she is an actress by trade, and that's mm, what mm, she's most well known for. Mm-hmm. And she brings that quality to mm. her music, where when she's singing, so. she's. Mm acting and she's distant mm-hmm. and she's very far away mm-hmm. and so she sings the lyrics to you in kind of a non-confrontational way mm-hmm. and so you're left with these really big ideas that are put into the lyrics mm-hmm. and because of her delivery it's your responsibility to mm-hmm. relate to it and mm-hmm. you end up like pulling yourself really deep mm-hmm. in to mm-hmm. find meaning in it that's yeah at least that's how i that's how I appreciate her music. But that's how I yeah. feel too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize that was kind of what was drawn mm-hmm. me to her so much. It's a really mm. beautiful way of thinking about it. I think I was growing up in a very like diva power singer like artist because I loved listening to R and B music mm-hmm. growing up. So like you know, like R and B music is a very raw emotional mm. genre where like vocal plays a big role um in many cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, like other beats and the chord progressions and the samplings, all these things. But um, yeah, her music is something very diff- new and different. Mm-hmm. And then I, back in time, I did enjoy listening to like other idol singers, right. like from the eighties and nineties. But um, her, her style is so different from other idols too. I think the way how her musical career started. It's basically like idol. Like there's a big mm-hmm. producer, very famous. Well, producer. she was literally an yeah, idol. Yeah, she and she was an actor, idol. Yeah. And then, even in her solo career, the way how the the the, the production worked was sort of like an idol. I think like, you know, she her main profession is acting, right? And singing is like not her really like a main thing, mm-hmm. but somehow somebody told her to do it. I don't know, and she's <laughs> doing singing. And then she was not a, like, perfect singer. No. Like, <laughs> like vocally. But but she does sing. And then okay-ish. Mm-hmm. But the final product has some quality. And then the, oh, it's, it's us, the audience, who kind of pick up this essence of her music. Yeah. The, the way how it works... It's very, I think, idol, idolistic. Well, it's funny because she deliberately started working with Sakamoto because she wanted to kind of step out of the idol image. Mm -mm -mm. But then he basically, Sakamoto, who produced so much of the Mm -mm. music, almost everything, basically, Mm -mm -mm. he basically made his own version of an idol. Mm. And 
even though they're kind of like pushing back against like idol imagery mm -hmm. or like mm -hmm. um, thematic content, mm. the function is the same. And yeah, I think so. This is my favorite thing in Japanese culture is when people kind of play around with the idea of idols mm -hmm. because um, it's such a obvious and clear. Mm -hmm form of stardom that mm -hmm. we don't see in America mm -hmm. to cast these like kind of featureless girls mm -hmm. who are very mm -hmm. like underdeveloped and don't really yeah. have like a strong perspective about something mm -hmm. and don't have their own point of view mm -hmm. and then let a male songwriter and producer mm -hmm. completely craft their image from scratch. Yeah. It's a really like obvious way of doing things mm -hmm. and you don't see it overseas. But then when you use that same form mm -hmm. and you kind of do it to do something experimental mm -hmm. or strange, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is like the most beautiful thing in the mm -hmm. world to me. And so I feel like the idea of a Sakamoto Ryuichi mm -hmm. produced idol mm -hmm. is the, the best idea ever. And it mm -hmm. really works. Don't you think? I think so. And then I heard that the Nakata Nimiki was one of the most consistent idol work that like Sakamoto Ryuichi did mm -hmm. in his life lifetime work because uh he did a lot of like songs for idols time to time but yeah like, he didn't really do such a cons constant like like long period of uh producing work for just one singer right yeah so i guess there was something that he liked about her maybe well yeah. i mean i get it because mm. she is physically very interesting yeah she's She's beautiful. She's beautiful, but... But... <laughs> but, you know, yeah. but she looks strange. I mean, if you uh. look at the video for Mind Circus, when it's, like, her and that spinning <laughs> thing, she has, like, kind of, like, these cropped bangs and uh -huh. very long hair, mm. and her eyes are huge. Yeah, yeah. She has a very, very, like, strong, like, wide and strong, like... Yeah. She yeah. looks kind of, like, if you walked into a room, if you opened a door yeah. and you closed the door and then you looked in and it was a small black square room uh -huh. and it was just her <laughs> staring at you, you'd be scared. <laughs> yeah. You'd be really scared. I would jump up. <laughs> yeah, because she is like, even though she's like very skinny, like mm -hmm. deathly thin, mm. she's like so tiny, like her mm. limbs are like bird-like. Like she has that like look in her eyes and mm. those pronounced eyebrows. Oh my God, she's like very scary. So mm -hmm. Sakamoto was like, okay, here's this kind of weird but beautiful looking girl. Mm -hmm. She's like interested in all of these artistic concepts. Mm -hmm. um, I'm interested in that. I'm going to turn her into my version of an idol. And mm -hmm. I honestly think it's like some of the best mm -hmm. J-pop I've ever heard. I think so, yeah. I really mm -hmm. think so. I've never heard anything like it. And like going back through her discography, mm -hmm. listening to it over and over again, it's like the music is so deep. The mm -hmm. lyrics are infinitely like fascinating mm -hmm. and her delivery in the way that you were talking mm -hmm. about which is so detached and mm -hmm. actorly mm -hmm. oh my god i have never i really can't understate how emotionally significant her music has been mm -hmm. because you know when you encounter those artists who mm -hmm. you start resonating your yeah, feelings yeah, yeah. And then your entire life like becomes associated with memories of listening to yeah, their music yeah, yeah, yeah. and they basically become a part of your life. Mm. That only happens sometimes. It's mm. very rare for me mm. these days. And this is the first one in forever where she has completely sunk into my worldview and she's like a mm. part of my of my life, honestly. And it's all your fucking fault. <laughs> but that's interesting that yeah, you somewhat like because you're not that generation mm -mm. of her music and then you know, and you were you know, you you came from the the other part of the world, and mm -hmm. s still you do 
you discover and resonate her music with her music, that's kind of fascinating. I don't know. Do 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 you think that that there are a lot of like, f- like fans out there like outside Japan like, with her, for her musical no. career as well? No, I no. don't. I don't think there's almost any at all, because usually, um, even with some of the really kind of yeah. weird stuff I like, like I'm a yeah. big fan of like Keiki Zaka Forty Six. Okay. Obviously, I have the pillow mm. over there. I have <laughs> yeah. like all those CDs, mm. but like that stuff doesn't translate very well to America, so it okay. remains ignored. There mm. are still tons of fans for it. Mm. This is the first mm. J-pop musician I've covered who has no vocal mm. fan base, and it's because she's not active as a singer she's anymore. She's not active as a singer. I I wish she did something, maybe just for one night. Yeah, one night only. Yeah, yeah, one night only. Because her music is so special, but also on top of that, it's because her music is very inaccessible. Um, when uh, I was growing up, yeah. it used to be that all J-pop was in, mm. like, there was no streaming services when mm-hmm. I was growing up, obviously, mm-hmm. but if you wanted, you couldn't even buy it on iTunes. If mm. you wanted to get a Japanese CD, mm-hmm. you had to order it from mm-hmm. overseas and import it. Yeah. Or you had to steal it off the internet. Yeah, yeah. And... One thing I liked about her is mm-hmm. that her music is very absent from the internet, and it's very uncatalogued, mm. so it still feels, mm. like, mysterious and new to me. Mysterious, yeah. And it gave me that feeling of, like, being back in junior high school, like, digging through forums mm. and looking for, a, uh, like, a download. Okay, okay, okay. Because I had to download mm-hmm. um, her last album, mm-hmm. and I could only find one for it, and it was in FLAC, like, FLAC files, mm-hmm. and then I had to convert it. files. It was in the fucking FLAC files, and then I had yeah. to convert it into MP3 so I could get it on my goddamn phone. But I was so excited doing yeah, that because yeah, yeah. it, it reminded me of, like, the passion it takes mm-hmm. to, like, uh... But no, she has no fans overseas, no. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Because uh, even for me, like, back in time when I discovered her music, like, around 2000... I think 9, I discovered her music. And then, yeah, there were not so many, like, information out there on the internet. But luckily enough for me, at the time, there was still the CD rental service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I managed to find all her... I, I managed to cover her discography just by going to Tsutaya or Geo. And I just did and ripped all these CDs on my iPod. And then you carried them around and streamed them on your last FM profile that's been around for like 15 <laughs> years, right? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I want to know, when you first got into her, because yeah. we kind of set up like the, the general idea of who she is. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, you said her music's like therapy, but like, what were you like emoting about? Like, what feelings did you have? Like, what like sunk in so much for you when you first got into her? Like, why did she become so important to you? I think f- the very first impression was actually simply the the the, the um the quality of the music. The, very high. The yeah, basically the when Sakamoto Ryuichi does pop music, it's very very good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't listen to, like, all the, all the work, like, his solo work so much. Because um, sometimes it gets, it could be very arty. Like, <laughs> it's it's a bit too much for me to consume. But his, his pop music work always very, it's always good. And then, yeah, his quality work as a good balance of the art, artistry and then, you know, the, Conventional, pop, yeah, yeah, commercial pop, kind of, yeah, pop commercial sense, yeah. popness, like it's it's just so on point. So for me, basically, the music work, the 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 the, the um, yeah, 
um, the quality of the uh, com composing the the the, the tracks mm -hmm. simply fascinated me. Yeah, throughout the albums. Hmm. So that's the first thing that got me. But um, at the same time, I I had been always interested in like Nakatani Miki because she seemed really mysterious. Right. And then I think I first recognized her from the actually it's a funny story like back in time like when I was like uh, 12 or something I was so into collecting like random catalogs I just called the call center of the all these like uh, uh, appliances company <laughs> and then I asked them to send the catalog and then at the time I was obsessed with uh, getting the catalog from for the um, digital camera wow because I wanted one so I called all these famous companies like Canon, uh, Nikon, uh, uh, Casio at the time. They just started the, yeah, the, yeah, the digital camera business. I called, I even called, uh, I think, Fujifilm. And then Nakatani Miki, she was at the time modeling for Olympus. Ah, okay. Did you see the commercial? I did, yeah. She's so beautiful. I know. Yeah. It got it caught my attention. Like, oh wow, she's beautiful and she's sort of mysterious. She's haunted. <laughs> no, she, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. she looks like a ghost, right? Have you seen Twin Peaks before? No. Okay, so there is a faded woman in that show called Laura Palmer, oh, and she's uh, they they find her corpse in the first episode. <laughs> okay. And they they do a whole movie about her, mm -hmm. and I get the same energy from mm -hmm. her. She is like so doomed mm. and gothic mm. and sad but like she's not like gothy in the way of like you know heavy eyeliner mm -mm. she just looks like a tragic mm. grecian statue mm. and the she she ended up getting married to a german guy uh the nakatani miki yeah. yes yes she did she ended up getting married to a german guy and for some reason the idea of her like meeting a german guy at an izakaya <laughs> And oh, like, she met him at the izakaya. Oh, yeah, I read this whole story. She was sitting in a <laughs> yeah. fucking izakaya yeah. in Roppongi, and she was like eating her food. Mm -hmm. And the German people were talking about how they couldn't read the menu or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so she started talking to one of them, and that's how she met her mm -hmm. husband. Mm -hmm. And now she lives in Germany. Mm. I heard about. And that. she like learned German or whatever. But like, of course she did, because she's like some like creepy black and white skinny Grecian statue that is just like oh I'm being whisked mm. off to Germany she's so glamorous mm. anyway but you got all those catalogs and so you saw her in the Olympus ads right yeah yeah, yeah. and, then, and then, then you were fascinated so that's the first mem the image that I had about mm -hmm. her and I also watched her like TV shows like uh, back in time she was playing in uh, famous crime sh like crime comedy show called like dark comedy crime show uh -huh. called uh, Keizoku Keizoku mm -mm. it was a very interesting show and she was playing um, very smart but clueless at the time <laughs> like a new police girl yeah. who just came out came out of the college or something right and that th this, that film itself is very creepy too actually mm. just like Nakatani Miki so all the images combined with that great music and I just naturally yeah getting getting to getting into it but um for me there was uh, several songs that really got me mm -hmm. uh one was uh, where the river flows right. and the other was uh, Suizokan no Yoru oh yeah 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 the night at 
the aquarium. Night at the Aquarium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk all about all of her albums, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I was just so amazed because she is visually fascinating and. Mm. So many people have seen her and would never know she has a fucking music career produced by Sakamoto <laughs> Ryuchi. And I'm glad you brought up the quality of the music because mm-hmm. it is exactly what you said. It is mm-hmm. like just the amount of experimental mm-hmm. and popular. Mm-hmm. It feels deeply satisfying. Mm-hmm. And the music is like liberating and exciting and mm-hmm. motivating to listen to when it's positive. And then when it's dark, it is mm-hmm. soul crushing and cuts your guts yeah. up. I have probably I I don't know if I am hyperbolizing or like overstating by saying mm-hmm. this but mm-hmm. not since Utara Hikaru who mm-hmm. is probably my all-time favorite mm-hmm. artist mm-hmm. has any musician been able to like so thoroughly reach their hands inside of me and just grab me mm-hmm. and like say something mm-hmm. and it's funny because I'm listening to this in a second language and mm-hmm. I still feel it I still feel it oh Oh, that's wild. It is wild. I mm. I feel fucking possessed by this mm. woman. Like honestly, she is occupying my soul. <laughs> do you? I just wanted to ask, what yeah. do you think of her as a real person? Do you think she is really, like? Do you think the real Nakata Nimeki, as a human being, do you think she's actually like that? Um. Do you know? There's a performance artist named Marina Abramovich. Do you know her? I don't know. So she's like this Slavic woman, and she mm-hmm. did a show called The Artist is Present. Mm-hmm. And she sat on a chair. Mm-hmm. And what they would do is they would have um, people who visited her art exhibit. Mm-hmm. They would sit in a chair in front yeah. of her. Yeah. And then she would look at them straight <gasps> in the eyes and like not blink. And she would just sit there and be like, and people would sit there for hours or like, you know, long time. Sounds like a torture. <laughs> yeah, but people would be so moved and they'd, they'd be mm. like reduced to tears and oh. crying because they were like, you know, it's like really interacting with mm. a human being kind mm. of thing. And I feel like um, the Marina Abramovich who isn't doing the artist mm. and is present sitting in the chair, I feel like they kind of have similar energy. So I think she's mm. probably like a weird kind of quirky, mm-hmm. um, introverted artistic person mm. who kind of keeps to herself and reads her books and watches her art films and mm. goes to the fucking strudel shop in Germany and brings home sausages or whatever for her husband <laughs> like she seems mm. like she's kind of that kind of person I don't know I might be mistaken what do you think for me it's a kind of opposite I don't know she has always been like trying to be what she wants to be oh, I see and then everything is basically like just um theoretical performance right like even what she say to the press yeah she she still seems like she's like acting during that yeah i don't want to say in a very very bad word fake maybe i'm sure she's pretty fake yeah but um well the good thing is that um she by being fake she does a very great delivery well, because she's in, faking in her, the music, too, you know? Yes, yes. But I'm not so used to, like, listening to fake music. I Actually, for, for, she, she's one of very few artists who's really fake in a good way. Well, it, it's interesting because now there's such popularity for music that's deliberately fake, you know? Mm. And I feel like her actress quality mm-hmm. and her distance and mm-hmm. her performance mm-hmm. that she does mm-hmm. is not 
for something ironic mm-hmm. or to be funny mm-hmm. or postmodern. Mm-hmm. It's because she actually really, really wants you to relate and empathize with what the mm-hmm. song is about and with, with mm-hmm. what the emotion she's trying to mm-hmm. present to you. So she understands that she has to mm-hmm. sacrifice her ego mm-hmm. and just kind of do the role. Um, because there's lots of people who are fake. Like, um, yeah. who are they? There's those two sisters who are both hafu, and they are in movies. One of those. Michibata Jessica? No, 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 no. That's far too, far too. No, it's like um, it's a uh, like Mizuhara. Mizuhara Kiko. Ah, yeah. okay. Uh, that bitch is fake as fuck. Yeah, she's fucking. Yeah. She's pretty, but she's fucking fake, and she can never have a music career. But she like, yeah. she's fake in the bad way, where she's like fake, like like mm-hmm. crying on Instagram because like one of her uh, friends. Does she? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no clue what she does in the uh, social media. Well, you mentioned to me that Nakatani Miki used to go to Nichome, the gay district in Shinjuku, That's and they make out with say. girls. That's what they yeah. say. And so do the fucking Mizuhara sisters. Ah, uh, yeah, she she comes to apparently she came to like um. Yeah, but you know they go they go to Iro. Iro, yeah, yeah. She, they she, she they go to the most Iroh. basic one of all of them. I'm like <laughs> you people, honestly. I don't want I don't want to talk too much shit about them because they speak English and if this gets back to them I'll get in trouble. But they are just fucking fake hoes to me. But um let's talk about each album a little bit in detail. So we're gonna talk about her first album, which is which is food chain. Food chain in English. This album is entirely produced by Sakamoto Ricci. But there are many actually composers. Different there's, yeah, there's different composers, but he did the arrangements and production yeah, on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all lined up. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the cover photo is a very strange image. Yes. It's, yes. Yeah, it's very vulnerable. It's, it's scary. Because like, um, uh, I, I listen to her on Spotify, Spotify these days. Uh-huh. And that album album artwork is used for her profile picture yeah and it's scary it's scary and it looks like a ghost <laughs> so the images of her looking so mm. maybe you don't think this because you're Japanese and the expectation for women is that they are all made out of like literal like chopsticks <laughs> like they're, but she looks like so fucking skinny in this picture she looks like she's oh. starving I don't like um oh, I'm, I'm sure she's skinny but back in time she had a bit 
healthier look to me. Like, cause she now she's even skinnier. Yeah, she looks sick to me in this picture. Yeah, in this picture, she does look like she just she does look like she has some like um I don't know fe- fever or something. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, the yeah. photo is her in front of these red uh-huh. curtains. It looks like the red room from um David Lynch's Twin Peaks, as I mentioned earlier. And she has this weird blue eyeshadow on. The photo <laughs> is lit strangely, and it's yeah, the, just the her. lighting is strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so she looks alien. <laughs> And she doesn't look like a human. She does. She doesn't, yeah. And, um, I don't know. When you look at that cover, Mm. it's... I I really like this English word, disquieting. Disquieting? Yeah. You can imagine what it means, right? Disquieting. It's, like, upsetting, but it's, like... Uh. It it makes something peaceful Mm. a little unpeaceful, you know? Uh... So that image is disquieting to me because it is a beautiful girl, mm-hmm. great body, and, you know, a natural background, a natural backdrop for a singer. Like a red curtain, obviously. Mm-hmm. But because everything is a little off, mm-hmm. the makeup, mm-hmm. the lighting, mm-hmm. the shadows around mm-hmm. the edge of the photo, she looks like she's in danger. Uh uh, she looks like she's about to get like assaulted or something, or she's like looking at someone who's about to attack her. Is this just? I didn't really pay that much attention to her aesthetic parts. Like I mean, this particularly for this album. Yeah, I honestly today, I really yeah had a close look to this album artwork. And mm-hmm. Yes, you are very correct. Thank you. And, <laughs> and I guess everything is really planned, right? This, yeah, this whole thing—it's definitely so, planned. All the, all the, you know, the, 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 um, direction, all the directors, like makeup artists, this, I don't know, the, the designers, everybody, right. purposely made made her look like this. Yeah, that's amazing. It this is amazing work. Mm. Um, the music on this album is mm. probably her easiest to get into. I think it's like her it's m- pop. I think yeah, this the whole most album pop. is is mm. is most pop mm-hmm. um it begins with mind circus mm. which i i mentioned on i don't remember maybe i said it on the patreon or not is there such a word in english mind circus i would is never i would never say that but it makes sense mm. and the lyric she goes such a mind circus going on yeah that makes sense to me i know what mm. she's saying mm. but this has a lyric that i love Mm. so much it is Mm -hmm. um a song about her kind of generally falling in love Mm -hmm. um and the reasons that she loves someone in particular and there is something that shocked me so much that really changed the way i think about things um she said Mm. that okay shonen rashi sawa which means it's interesting it's like your boyish attitude Mm. is your open wound but it's also your knife Mm. and I cannot tell you how many times I've gazed upon a man Mm. who kind of you know they're not mature enough Mm -hmm. they don't treat everyone well around Mm -hmm. them they're kind of like lost in their shonen like young boy world and you know that's their vulnerability and their weakness mm. and what's wrong with them, but it is mm. what they're gonna fucking stab you with mm. and break your heart with. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. It's the beauty of the... I don't know. How do you... What's the word? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. I, I know what you're trying to say. How? I think about that lyric mm. 
every day of my life. <sighs> and this song is, like, very liberating and free and ecstatic. Like, mm. I like to put this song on when I'm going to work in the morning, mm. and it's a big blue shinjuku sky, mm. and I hate my job, and mm. I'm, like, I'm walking, I'm, like, everything is horrible, but then you put this in, and it's, like, yeah, like... You know, it's it's gonna work out because it's it's like animated and kind of jazzy and you know mm. full of life. The music video has her spinning around spinning those around. painted it's, it's a sets. Big, weird video, yeah. It is weird, but mm. I will never get over that lyric. Mm. Your boyishness is an open wound, mm. but at the same time, it's your knife. And then in the very end of the song, she also said it's like Kimi no knife sa. Is it such a word? Kimi no naikusa? Yeah, at the very end of the song. Is it song. your knifeness? Yes, exactly. That's what... Hold on, hold on. Kimi no... Ah! Naifusa. And that... Sh- I, I couldn't tell if she was saying, like, sa in the way that it's, Dayo? like... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, or if yeah. it was, like, your knifeness. Because if it's your... Kimi, yeah. That's a, the beauty of the Japanese hmm. language. But imagining that it's not just the knife that they hold that they're stabbing, but it's mm. the general quality of their knife. Mm. Their knifeness is, um... It could be interpreted that way. Yeah. That's the beauty mm. of the Japanese language that can't be translated well enough. Because mm. don't you think there's a little bit of ambiguity in Kimi no Naifusa? <laughs> mm. Maybe I, it's just for me. <laughs> I never thought of... Honestly, I never, yeah, interpreted it away. But they, now it makes sense. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Mm. That's how I attach to it a lot. <laughs> how, how do you, how do you interpret this whole story? Like, is she longing someone, someone who is in a very young and innocent boy? Well, something we haven't even mentioned about this song is that she won't stop talking about the Berlin Wall in this song. Really? Yeah. Okay. Multiple Berlin times. Berlin Kamega or something. She yeah, was yeah, yeah. It's uh, ah, it's yeah. right here. The Berlin Wall. You can read it in Japanese and then I'll read the translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, read it. Beautiful. It's a beautiful lyrics, yeah. And uh, this is just a machine translation, mm-hmm. so it probably won't be that good. But similarly, similarly to the courage I felt the night the Berlin Wall disappeared mm-hmm. from town, mm-hmm. determinedly, clearly, and deeply, in your eyes, I can see the future. Ah, it's nicely done. That is pretty good. Mm, good, good. But isn't that gorgeous? Like it's gorgeous. The lyrics is good. Who wrote this? Um, I uh, think that 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 Udino. Yeah. Some somebody. Okay, so okay, one okay. of the primary um, lyricists on mm. all of her albums is Udino Maso, mm. uh, a very popular writer who yeah. um, is, did uh, a lot of different idols and yeah, pop musicians. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in a, a title, I'm so popular. He did the ending themes for my favorite Gundam movies. Mm. I've talked about that before, so I really like that. But um, kind of in the way that David Bowie talks about the Berlin Wall, mm. Nakatani Miki is like looking at huge historical mm. cultural events and reducing it to matters of the human heart and mm. like mm. a simple boyish affection. And mm. I don't know, I think we talked about this when we were at that Korean dinner, but both of us kind of have a sentimentality and like a when we feel things, we feel them quite strong and we reach for big emotions but you know sometimes um i can see the berlin wall collapsing in people's eyes when i look at them and i love them i cannot either i don't know how they came up with this lyrics i know i wish i had thought of it it's so striking mm. 
Have you ever looked in someone's eyes and seen the Berlin Wall crumbling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really see people's eyes, maybe. Uh. Not much. Hmm. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I pay attention to like bone structures of the face, I think. Okay, well, that's an interesting mm. thing to look at as well. You were asking mm. me if I think what my, my perspective on this song is. I think yeah. it's her deeply in love with someone who is kind of hurting her a little bit. And mm. she's still choosing to believe in deep hope and possibility for the future. Mm. And she's appreciating the towering moments of true emotional beauty that she felt while also mm. recognizing that it's harmful and uh, kind of sinister. Because like this male figure that she's singing about in the song... Yeah. He's very flawed, you know, mm. he's still, he seems like a little boy, he's like mm. reckless, but that, she she turns that negative relationship into something that inspires hope. Mm. What I was thinking was, it's a completely imaginary boy mm. in her head, because he doesn't sound real to me. I mean, he's too innocent to be real to me. I don't know. She's just making up this super innocent, pure boy with a clarity. He's so he's so pure that she could she could see the bellowing wool falling in his eye. Wow! I took it that way because it it doesn't sound. I don't know. It's That's hard a much for better me. reading. It's to me. hard for me to relate as a boy figure, like someone that exists. I don't know. I've never met um, a male figure so perfect that I, you know... Mm. I mean, I, I do see the Berlin Wall crumble a lot in people's <laughs> eyes, but I, like... <laughs> but you're right, like, this is... Mm. And also, the music kind of suggests that, too. The Sakamoto composition mm. kind of seems to be, like, that... It's very... It's, like, so sunny and, mm. like, hopeful and, and bright... But it's so much that that it kind of becomes like, not a joke, but it kind of seems to be like mm. winking a little bit. You know what I mean? It's so interesting. Uh, I really like this lyric too. They say in English, somewhere in this planet they keep on fighting the mm -hmm. revolution soldiers that were revolution similar to you. Soldiers. She says that in English. Yeah, and she sings it so much with the katakana that it doesn't sound Yeah, Revolution like. <laughs> Soldier. Yeah. Revolution <laughs> Soldier. It sounds, yeah. Mm. It's, yeah, this is a beautiful song. And this is, the first time I heard this, I was like, when people recommend me musicians, mm -hmm. I'll give them a try. They don't really click. But you told me I have to listen to Nakatani Miki that did night. I? You did. Okay. Fuck off. And so I did, and I literally went back home, and I laid right on that futon over there, and I listened to this, and I was like, <gasps> and I read the English translation, like, listening yeah. to it, and I texted you right away. I'm like, what the fuck? And I remember texting you that fucking lyric about your knifeness. I was blown away. But this has other really amazing songs mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. um, my personal favorite is Where the River I Flows. I love this song, too. And this song, one of, this, this is one of very few songs of her that I could, like, yeah, relate emotionally. Really? Yeah, I do, I do. I relate mm. to everything, but mm. this one is, is very sweet. So mm. what is it about this one that you relate to? I think it's about... She's... She loves someone so much that uh, she's... She... Her... Im, 
her, her imagination flies into his childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that was a really lovely way of putting it. Mm, that's how I took it, and then, yeah. So like, at one point, like she's talking about like, uh-huh. I forgot. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, that also stood out to me. It's up. Dun, 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 yeah. Ah, uh, uh, can you see from there yeah. the perfume factories, and res- reservoirs, reservoirs, and river, river banks, river banks, for playing catch. And mm. if you'd be so kind as to read it in Japanese. So kara mieru no kousui kojo ya catchball shiteita kawara ya chosuichi. Gorgeous. Mm, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I wrote this it's translation um, mm. because there's not a lot of translations of her music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked some of my favorite mm-hmm. songs that mm-hmm. I wrote my own translations yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And the one I wrote was like you read. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you see from there mm-hmm. the perfume factories and reservoirs mm-hmm. and river banks for playing catch? Mm-hmm. How would you rate my translation? Is it okay? I think so. I think so. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like she's so in love with someone that. Mm-hmm. And the love that she feels is not enough even for that present mm. moment that mm. she has to reach back in time Mm-mm-mm. and search she these cosmic feelings. She wants to meet him. Yes. There is that lyric. Yeah. She says, um, here, Shonen no koro no anata ni aitakute. That's right. Yeah. I want to meet you as a young boy in the sunset glow of the riverside town we visited. Mm. And that is beautiful. Just so mm. great. I can't get this image out of my head. And basically, the the premise of the song is that she's like waving goodbye to him at like the airport and like watching his like plane fly away and like feeling mm. that their love is disconnected. And so she can only pillage into imaginations uh, of his youth mm. to feel something about it. Ah, uh, okay. That's 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 where the. Um, the plane. Plane. And that's also where uh, I think that the, the Kosuijo, like the, the perfume factory comes in because it's like what he's like looking down at from like the plane window. Maybe, yeah. That's how I read it anyway. Yeah, 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 you're right. I think so, I think so. I mean, at least in her head, maybe he's seeing that mm-hmm. from the sky, the, the, the guy who's departing. Yeah. And it's so fascinating. When you turn around, you turn into a young boy. Mm-hmm. Shonen is a word that really plagues this album. Like, shonen and, like, the youth of, of young boys. and her This album, yeah, yeah, yeah. There this one several, in particular, think, shonen, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, this song. I just got chills. This song is so beautiful. What do you think about the production on it? I, it's it's well put together. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's not so m- many words because it's so nicely done. Yeah. And there's n- nothing to point out. But, um... It's interesting because there were s- several different um, the, the the composers mm-hmm. who had very strong like musical characters actually. Yeah. Uh, one is I think Onuki Taiko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's actually one of the Sakamoto Ryuichi family apparently. Like she did a lot of work with Sakamoto Ryuichi, mm-hmm. so that makes sense. And then personally, I found in found that interesting that they featured um, ah, Konishias Yesaharu. Uh-huh. The one who did, did a lot of song for Pizzicato Five. Five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's kind of Pizzicato Five and Nakata Miki. Their their vibes are not the same. Yeah, but but they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The song. Yeah, sometimes Pizzicato Five like goes into that really crazy like world ending like huge mm. emotionality, and they kind of apply that here. I think. Mm. 
I think maybe one similarity is both are very fake in a good way. Yeah, like, they're good at playing something, like making completely making up something. Yeah, like complete fictional story mm-hmm. that makes you believe it's real. I mean, like it's re- relatable fakeness. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really well said. Mm, mm. I think this song is just so beautiful. Mm. Um. And um, I think we're ready to talk about the next album. So let's take a, a, a quick break, mm-hmm. shall we? Miki's second album is Cure from 1997. The cover art is just black <laughs> um, with the title Cure and in English Nakatani Miki. Oh, sorry, Miki Nakatani. Miki Nakatani. Yeah. Okay, no, they didn't name Miki Nakatani. They write it that way. Um, but there is a, a unique feature on this album that you'll mm. never know from Spotify or anything, which mm. is that it has the um, the Obi strip. Uh, okay. So it has like that paper. Sli- okay, let me. I'll show you. Yeah. Like, um,. You take the oh. artwork. Wait, none of these have them. From the city. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, oh, wait, these have it. One moment, please. Okay. I have um, seven of the same Sakurazaka 46 singles oh, here. So this paper yeah. slip here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, yeah. The Obi strip. So oh, you call it the Obi strip, okay. That's what they call it in America anyway. What do you call it? Piece of paper. I don't really have the name for this. Maybe Obi, maybe yes. So that has a really haunting image of her in black and white, and she's ah, beautiful. Ah, have you seen it before? I think so. I searched on the internet. And I saw the yeah. I found like, it she's online just standing as well. in a black dress. Yes. Um. And then in the promotional yeah. photos, they took a bunch of. Fo- Am I recording? Okay, good. In the promotional photos, they took a lot of mm. uh, pictures of her standing um, among a bunch of like Greek columns in black and white, mm. and I thought those were really gorgeous. But the completely black cover of this is <laughs> so shocking and isolating. Nah. What? Did, like I don't even know where to begin. Um, okay, this is the the photo they use on the. 
She looks like a ghost. I know. She always looks like a ghost. <laughs> Particularly this one, though. Like, the background is black, and she's wearing a black black dress. Just her face is kind of floating in the air. Exactly. And then oh. this photo of her looking just as haunted as always with her huge fucking eyes. It's amazing, yeah. don't you think? Amazing. Amazing. It's I scary. mean, for a pop artist to just yeah. release a completely black cover with yeah. her name on it and mm. that one piece of paper with her picture is very fascinating. Mm. But you say that this is your favorite album from her. It is, yeah. Why is that? I think overall the tone is a bit more um, calm mm -hmm. compared to the first album. Just like the album cover, the artwork. And there's one very particular favorite song of mine called... Uh, Oh, the aquarium. Night in the aquarium. Night in the aquarium. It's mm. so. I think, if I remember correctly, that's that song. That is the only song that features the, um, that features the writer, the songwriter, uh, Matsumoto Takashi. Yeah. He's a very very famous commercial writer. He did lots and lots of songs for so many like pop stars. I think throughout like seventies, eighties, nineties, so many, so many. And then he did such a beautiful work. Um I think she's I think he's sort of um telling the story of a I don't know heartbroken woman, maybe heartbroken woman who is um, we calling the guy and kind of in in the night in the raining night I think right and she's calling this rainy night sounds like feels like the night in the aquarium it's so poetic so it's it's so you're saying that the the lyrics are recalling like when she's like reflecting on mm. a single night and uh, her comparing it to like a night in the aquarium is like what's so compelling to you? Because you mentioned to me that you only kind of related to that one song, like the the river flowing, and then, mm -hmm. but do you relate to this one as well? I, but honestly, this song. Um... I don't think, in in the personal personal level, I I I don't think I find it that relatable. Right. This song, but it's so just be beautifully written, the lyrics. I know, and I'm song. trying to pull up a version where I can just like machine translate it really easily, but it's like not. Uh. Okay, wait, just give me one sec. This is the other thing, is that the reason that people can't fucking mm -hmm. read any of her lyrics and like, appreciate all of the glory that is her is that so many of these Japanese websites don't yeah. let you copy and paste yeah, 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 lyrics yeah. off of them. So if you want to know what she's saying, you either have to like read it or you have to like mm -hmm. translate it yourself. But I think mm -hmm. this one will do it. Okay. This one will work. But, um... Oh, oh shit. Oh, it's not. 
Did it? Did you? Ah, yeah. Yep, okay. So, for instance, the sound of water echoes far away, rolling over in the middle of the night. Dreams mm. spilling out of the faucet. Look, my heart is shaking. I can't forget you. I can't forget the past anymore. Even though I embrace you with the rhythm of the water, the rhythm of the water echoes with the rain. The outside of the window is just painted blue. The long nights when I can't sleep. And then, this is the lyric that's amazing, is... If I could mm. slap your, yeah. How does she say it in in, in Japanese again? He, let me let me go back to the. Uh, okay, I, I have the Japanese one up here. I wish I could hit your cheek. Just I, think, like I think it's coming I think up. Something like that. Uh, uh, yeah. Um. Uh, so, if I could hit manicure part, yeah. Yeah. After the manicure part, she's saying like. If if I could only if I could um hit your hit your cheek uh wait hold on hold on but Ah okay 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 Ah okay as if I as if Ah okay 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 so she's saying like on the sleepless night she's uh kinda of fixing her manicure mm-hmm and she wished that she could hit her Love cheek. Her. Yeah, strong enough to so strong that her her, her face. Yeah, she she can so 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 strong that she she can slash slash his face like with a fingernail. It sounds beautiful in Japanese, but no, maybe no. translated sounds a bit. Odd. No, no, I think I, don't know. I mm. think it sounds beautiful as well. And I remember mm. that you pointed out the lyric to me, and it really mm. struck me as mm. well. And okay, I'm gonna write a translation for this song because mm. evidently it needs one. <laughs> so I'll write one for this, mm. and um, if anyone wants to read it, you can find it on mm. the Patreon. But the idea of being so heartworn mm. and mm. your love turning into literal liquid and trying to. Mm grapple with all of your feelings and the only thing you can imagine is like slapping your levels mm. your lover so hard with your painted nails that you mm. draw blood from his cheek is mm. um you don't relate to that but i do mm. so mm. when you are compelled by this is it just is it just because you find it beautiful and not because you you feel like it's expressing something on your behalf yeah i find it more beautiful for and me it, this is saying the words that i didn't know i wanted to say mm. Not that I have a manicure. I, like, chew my nails, personally. But, mm. yeah, I mean, when you have such an ineffable love and you are so head over heels and someone consumes your whole life and you've been turned into the liquid aquarium woman, wouldn't it be satisfying if you can just, like, get your vengeance by slashing them with your nails? Mm. <laughs> when you're lonely, painting your nails and... <laughs> But I think that she's actually, you know, the hitting the nail, hitting the cheek, the the, the expression of hitting the cheek is also referring to rainwater. Ah. Oh. Yeah, that's how I took it, and I found it kind of very beautiful and unique. Like that is she's, beautiful. it's kind of double meaning. Maybe she wanna, yeah, she wanna hit hit the guy with with the hand, but at the same time she kind of wanna become the rainwater and just hit, mm. hit her hit his face that is beautiful it is beautiful that is a, a metaphor that would be Me- so metaphoric in- yeah I mean that, that metaphor would be so impossible for most other artists to reach because mm. you have to translate the idea of wanting to be water into mm. 
drawing blood with your nails. Mm. And that is such a distance for so many people, but it really makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I know in my own writing, I often describe mm-hmm. like how I feel like I'm turning into water or like I'm being like liquefied. Mm. I think I describe myself as like a liquefied teenager recently. Mm. You said this word about her when we first talked about her that she is very like chunibyo, which is um Yes. Your second puberty, it's <laughs> when you're so emotional about something that you become prepubescent again or you mm. feel that way. And that is exactly what it's mm. like to be mm. chunibyo, to be prepubescent once again, mm. um, at the hands of love. The yeah, the the the, um, the important aspect of chunibyo is that the um the lack of existence of the opponent. Mm. Like it's all happening in your head. That's the reason it's beautiful. And also, that's the reason it's sort of different or (gasps) strange. Because it's all happening in your own internal (laughs) narrative. Yeah, basically, the songs about her, the the song of her are all (gasps) happening in her head. Because this whole song is not about actual conflict with her lover. It's about conflict with Mm. herself, about her own feeling that's maybe imaginary or maybe it could be her ex-boyfriend I don't know but her songs like there were so many like love song-ish songs Mm. but I don't know if the guy actually exists the the, the guy that she's singing about I mean she didn't write this song either someone else wrote it for her you know but I mean with that ghostly presence that she has she makes it seem you know infinite to faggots like us among other people Mm -hmm. and oh my god I am so obsessed with the way you describe that you Mm -hmm. saying that this song is not about her relationship with her lover but with her relationship with her own reaction is like Mm -hmm. the most brilliant thing I've ever heard that's why this song and all of her music gets to be so profound is because she's never writing about just you know being in love she's writing about like her own personal war with herself over it Mm. oh that's amazing i just learned something new about myself thank you (laughs) (laughs) um yeah this song's amazing one thing i wanted to say the tone of this album is really interesting Mm. and i said that it reminded me a lot of yamaoka akira who did the silent hill soundtracks um silent what silent hill Uh, the game yeah okay they're really beautiful artistic soundtracks, mm-hmm. and I, I would recommend you listening to them because they are very emotional and sentimental, and they have like this worn-out, spacey, industrial mm-hmm. guitar. Mm-hmm. And this really reminds me of that a lot over this album. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was this moment in the 90s in Japan where there was this huge collective sadness about mm-hmm. the death of the bubble era mm-hmm. and people trying to reconcile with their feelings mm-hmm. among economic uncertainty mm-hmm. and they churn out stuff like this which is the most like deep reaching emotional thing ever and it sounds so haunted and ghostly mm-hmm. and scary it's really unbelievable um, I did want to bring up this song, which in mm. English we call, yeah, um, uh, the universe in a birdcage. And this mm. is written by Nagatane Miki. Will you say the Japanese title again? I don't Tori, know how to say. Torikago bir- no uchu. Thank you. Tori, mm. Torikago. Torikago is a birdcage. That Torikago. kanji is crazy. 
There are yeah, so many radicals too, too in much. that. That is <laughs> too, too many strokes. Yeah, everything else, I'm like, got it. And then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, this song really stands out mm. to me because this song mm. sounds like it was made in a nightmare. Mm. So much of this album is like so black mm. and like cramped mm. and mm. scary. Don't you think? It's like, if. It feels really um, claustrophobic, and like the mm. walls are closing in on you mm. for a lot of it. There's that that Carpenters cover, Superstar. Ah, uh, that one is, yeah. It's very, scary. It's scary, yeah. What the hell? Who came? Who? It sounds like a kind of nine one one call, like long ago, like through yeah. the front line, landline. You're hearing someone seeking help. That's yeah, scary. This is one of uh, like her her most famous songs, I think, too. And she, at least with what with Westerners, it's become quite popular. But um, mm. it's it's that black cover really like seeps into the rest of the album and makes you feel mm. that way. Like when you put it on Spotify and you mm. look at that black cover with nothing on it, <laughs> and then you're listening to these like harsh kind of industrial, mm. weird, spacey mm. songs. It, it does make you feel closed mm. in. But you mm. said this album's peaceful for you. In a way, I think because I, I think um I'm so used to being in a close, close for close claustrophobic cl- claustrophobic like environment, like being like locking myself into, you know, my world and listen to this kind of music. It's um. Yeah, this album kind of represent like my inner child like my my a period of my life when I did not have many friends I did not really have uh, my social life Mm -hmm. like in elementary schools something and then I do have this part of me still living inside me but I also have my now social life relationship and whatever, whatever, whatever. yeah but that, so, that, yeah, yeah. that part of, of you lives on and then you hear, yeah, you hear exactly. it in this yeah 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 and then I resonate that part of me still resonate this this kind of music yeah 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 wow mm. so this is peaceful for you because it's reminding you of yeah the my, person you used to be mm-mm, mm. or something that I'm that's living inside me still Shonen Koro. Shonen, so Shonen Taro, yeah. Wow. Mm. This album really hit with me as well because I thought her first one was interesting mm-hmm. and the lyrics are, mm. you know, the music mm. is so perfect, like mm. you said, and the lyrics are interesting. But then I hear this and it turns into that creepy Silent Hill music where it mm. is just like black corners and loneliness and extraordinary heartache mm. that the lyrics are expressing. And hearing that mm. as pop music, mm. I can't think of any other artist who has replicated that feeling so well. Like looking back from now, I don't quite understand her musical transition, like from the first album to second album, and I don't know what was happening to. I was wondering her. if Sakamoto Ryuichi, because he was married to Yano Akiko. Yano Akiko. Mm. But I think they might have divorced during this period. Uh, I might that's why be wrong. It's dark. I could Maybe. be completely wrong, but mm. and it's really weird because even like the most experimental stuff from Sakamoto, mm-hmm. like when you listen to like Thousand Knives mm-hmm. of uh, Sakamoto Ryuichi, mm-hmm. that album has really crazy, mm-hmm. unbelievable production on it. But it never gets as like cramped and mm-hmm. depressed as this. 
it's sort of weird that such such kind of producer like use her his own you know the puppets mm-hmm. like her to express the depression because <laughs> usually these these like singers who 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 gets a pro- production from uh, Sakamoto they they do it for pop music right and then it's it sort of does not make sense why he did it to her and when was this this album released again? I believe 1997 1997 1997 was a time when actually the um in Japan the, in the J-pop I, if I remember correctly a lot of like kind of visual K music was right. starting to take over the top of the Nasmizer like you know the sort of visual K slash rock musicians and then still still Komuro Tetsuyano like Komuro family music long term listeners of the show know about TK family because I've talked about Kaharu Tomomi and Amuro-chan on the show so they'll know him but yeah it was that kind of music it was like big loud expressive melodramatic feelings all over the place and this is subdued and intimate and drowned and upsetting and scary and it is a it's a complete left turn against everything that was happening in Japanese music wasn't it wow um so there's a point on this album where it becomes nothing but like slogging scary death I'm going to be alone my love is never going to be translated that the cover of that Carpenter song Superstar is the most horrifying pop song I've ever heard ever yeah like you said it sounds like a 911 call and she's like I remember and she sounds great in English yeah she has like she has like the right amount of like Japanese accent where she sounds like special to the western ear but not sounding like cringy but what is fascinating is that she then immediately goes from the darkest stuff on the album to like this crazy pop house music explosion of life and one of my favorite songs that I translated for patrons is Kino Fronika which is in Russian Kino Kronika sorry don't speak Russian that's not gonna work but it means newsreel in Russian and there are lyrics all over the place on this mm-hmm. that changed my life forever. Mm. Your whistle is another piece of furniture in this room. Mm. I didn't notice it when we lived together. If you wouldn't mind reading it in Nihongo. Yeah, that's exactly what they said. And this, <gasps> Thank you. It's such a weird... I wrote that translation. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh. And then she's... Uh, okay, so I guess the guy left. Yeah. Home. I mean, the guy disappeared. And now she's looking at the furniture in her house mm. and noticing the sound of his whistle that was a, a fundamental the... element of her home life. Mm. Um, she also sings about a choir under a window in snowshoes, cathedral mm. bells. And then this lyric that haunts <laughs> me forever. If you wouldn't mind reading in Japanese. tobu. <laughs> Birds flying with bright red fruits of death in their mouths. What the hell? What do you make out of this song? I would say it's a kind of very chunibyo fictional concept. You know, the death fruits uh-huh. in the mouth, the bird flying or 
flying around. Because I don't know what that means, to be honest, but I've been I, puzzling I over it I don't think they're trying to make... No, I think they must be. Mm. And then after this... The Kuroimoru. Kuroimoru no naka hoeru ryouken no mure wa kimi ga kakushite ta himitsu no bunshin. Kimi ga tari datta no? What the fuck? Inside a black forest, mm. a pack of barking hounds were the other self that you hid. Mm. Who were you? <laughs> Somehow that makes sense to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when you were loving someone,、mm. you were always surprised by their infinite quality. You never know what is there, and then you notice one day that they have a hound of. There's a whole pack of wolves、mm. barking in a black forest, and all you can ask is. Who were you?、Mm. This other one makes sense to me too.、Um, in English, they say, I touch the veins of water flowing underground、mm-hmm. like a twig trembling in your hand.、Mm. I loved your loneliness, your solitude. Ah.、Uh, from here. This part is very weird, isn't it?、Uh, do, do, you, do you get this? This paragraph? I think I kind of get it.、Um, loving someone's loneliness by. Well, because I feel like she has、loneliness. that. like... Kind of that Lana Del Rey character where she's like in love with these men who are hurting her or not satisfying her.、Mm. And people in contemporary conversation really do not like discussions of love that is deeply flawed. They like、mm. to kind of melt it down into the simple, like, Doja Cat, like, oh, you don't love me? Fuck you. Like, I'm gonna die. Like, you're gonna die. I hate you. I'm gonna fuck a hotter guy than you.、Mm. But. The reality of human emotion、mm. is that people hurt you and then you end up loving them more.、Mm. So you love someone and then you find out they have a big ravenous pack of fucking dogs in the black forest yipping at、mm. you.、Mm. And then, you know, they hurt you and you reach into the ground trying to understand what's happening and you are reduced to a stick shaking in their hand and、mm. you still love their. Isolationism and their loneliness. I really get it.、Mm. You, but maybe you haven't felt this way before. Maybe、yeah. I'm fucked up and I've only loved people, unfortunately, forever.、Mm. Hmm. It's, it's hard for me to love someone through pain. Through the, I mean, through the non existence again. <laughs>、uh. I don't know. Good for, uh, that's but, a good quality in you.、Uh, but, but the way it works is I think about someone and then recalling someone, like wishing that they were here. Maybe that kind of way I, it works. But、uh, because I'm、uh, in a complete loneliness or I'm in a very bad place of the relationship, which this, this even made me love him more, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't happen to me, I think. Hmm. Aren't you lucky? Hopefully, I'll be more like you in a few years, but、mm. not counting on it. I think I'll be Chunibyo forever. But, yeah, it's good that the, you, know, you re- recognize your own, you, 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 know, you spot your own Chunibyo and you find this Chunibyo culture and then it, <laughs> you could read it. Do you have such a thing in the United States, like the Chunibyo culture? Absolutely not. Do you call emo a type of Chunibyo? Um. No, I think emo is a little too stylized because、uh, it, emo is quite similar to goth. And so,、mm. like, there is stuff that is emo or people、mm. like, make fun of for being emo, but it's、mm. like there's not any respect for it at all.、Mm. And、okay. maybe that's why I get so attached to so much Japanese art, is because、mm. this speaks to my over emotionality、mm. and theatricality. And、mm. it does it 
without being embarrassing or making a joke out of itself. It's this is very honest, you know. Mm. It's not laughing. It's not. It's not funny. Mm. And that's I think why I've been so. I mean, that's probably why I'm here. Because mm. Utada Hikaru is also chunibyo, honestly. So, yeah. And so, like, she's also, like, prepubescent, fixation, mm. over-emotionality. And I do believe living that way leads you to experiencing a huge gamut of life and, like, mm. really seeking out extreme experiences. Mm. But, mm. Um, yeah, like Nakatane Miki is singing here, it is disastrous and it hurts it you. Like it, yeah. That's why she looks so haunted in all of her pictures. <laughs> um, this lyric curses me mm-hmm. the in the blood of terror flowing oh. from an old radio oh. in a distant sweet verbanum tree a blazing fire lit with untainted whiteness <laughs> if you would give me the Japanese reading it's wow it's so wordy yeah. I know. It's it, unbelievable. It's, it's it's Japanese. It doesn't sound like any language that we use. <laughs> That's interesting. That's what this is. Some of her music was kind of easy to translate as mm. well because she, the lyrics written for her are like going insane. The In the blood flowing <laughs> from an old radio yeah. in a sweet verbatim tree, mm. a blazing fire lit with mm. untainted whiteness, somehow... I can see it perfectly, Whoa. and yet I don't. It's Whoa. it's like okay. Picture the radio, right? Mm. The blood seeping out of it, mm. and then in that blood there is a big fucking tree. It's uh, on fire, and it's so bright that it's white. It's like, huh? It's like she sings a lot about the radio and like listening to music. Like uh. on the song before this is mm. the um, Carpenter's <clears throat> cover, right? So. It's the Carpenter's cover. It's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. What's it called? Uh, uh, Superstar. Uh, Superstar. That song also has all to do with like listening to a lover on the radio. Oh, uh, okay. Huh. Huh, huh. I, I mean, I don't know what this is saying, but it's an interesting image that I've never heard in a pop song before. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, someone in the 90s in America being like in the blood of terror flowing from the old radio whoa whoa <laughs> yeah. whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> never yeah. so this is special to me um, and then in the very last lyric mm. I really love this um, I have nothing to share but my heart dying little by little oh wait oh the, the end of this yeah I, sw- I switched it for grammar purposes I, why don't you skip I, I like this part oh you want to read it Oh, oh my god, I can't believe I skipped yeah, that. The harshness. Yeah, hito-no-hito-no-mugo-sa-wa-utsukushii-koto-yasashii-koto-hito-hagishika-aisatsu-ni-rare-nai-koto. Yeah, this is... The harshness of life is a beautiful thing. Tenderness. A compulsion to intensely love others. Yeah. I can't believe I skipped that. That was mm, the most important mm, part mm. of the song. I heard that and I screamed. Mm. I'm like, oh, <laughs> someone wrote the entire theme of my podcast in a song. <laughs> The harshness of life mm. is a beautiful thing. I think this is, like, relatable for a lot of people. You know, loving someone is I harsh. think it's the opposite. I think that people do not feel any beauty in their struggle and just succumb to it and become victims forever mm. and are <laughs> infinitely punished by their mm. own misery. Mm. I often have mm. to fight myself not to just, like, slip into total despondent sadness. Mm. But then you can remember, the harshness of life is a beautiful thing. 
tenderness, a compulsion to intensely mm. love others. Kakuine. Mm. Kakuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. Physical. I have nothing to share but my heart <laughs> dying little by little. <laughs> That is the truest thing ever said about my own emotional condition. Mm. I have nothing for anyone except this little kokoro that I have that is slowly perishing over time. And hopefully, you know... Oh, never mind. What do you think about this? I don't want to say I'm embarrassed now. Sorry, I have bad eyesight. わかいちゃえるものはないのにあ。しかもないのにで終わってる。で、で、のにイズハード。いや、のにえ、オードウ、ライク、オードウ、カズ、アイクルオーモストアイクルオーモストプッヒアー、ライク、オードウ、アイク
Um, these lyrics are mm. um, okay. If people haven't understood insane and over-emotional yet, they'll get it with this song because she literally sings, mm. Into the sea of intense passion, I'll throw myself and be washed away. Mm. I'll love you and love you until the world's end. Your fingers <laughs> singing the samba, touch something like my newborn skin. Sad melody. Holy shit. If you wouldn't mind. You can skip the la 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 la. ここのままに体のままに激しい情熱の海へ身を投げて流されるこのような果てまで愛して愛してあげるわあなたの指が歌うサンバ生まれたままの肌に触れて悲しいメロディーそう、so she's now kind of drawn in this like yeah so this whole album is like her seeping in that black pit of emotion and then this song is her surrendering it and she what says What happened to her? What happened? <laughs> I mean it didn't happen to her. Someone else wrote all this for her, but I mean it's like the figure of Nakatani Miki, mm. like what happened? But I love this idea of her like in that in the fucking bloody radio mm. and her in superstar, mm. just like miserable mm. universe mm. in a birdcage, and then here we are and she is just literally saying I'm going to get washed away in the ocean of passion. Oh, that's... Mm. Yeah, it's so... Like, I, I just realized how disconnected this, this song... This is the last the song. Yeah. It, it's completely disconnected from everything because mm. every other song is mopey, sad, like, wallowing mm. around. And this is the only song on the record where she just gives in. Mm. Crazy. Um, the lyrics say, crazier as they go la, on... La, la. Yeah, you see, la la la, yeah, la 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 la, yeah, la la la. And then she says, I'll give you everything, I'll take it all away uh-huh. into the sea of crazed desires. I'll throw myself and be swept away. Mm. You destroyed me, you made me. Dancing carnival in the moonlight, the mm. freedom of loving each other, neither as man or as woman. Ooh. I want my life to burn out in a beauty like this. Oh my oh, god. Wow. Can, if you wouldn't mind. So she did. Wait, so stay. I mean, I don't even have to comment on that. It says it all itself. Fire Island or something Fire Island? <laughs> I don't know. Orgy? <laughs> I mean, she's like in a spiritual orgy. Yeah, yeah, spiritual orgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I overspoke earlier and forgot that we were still talking about the last song. But this song is played to fucking Brazilian music. Mm. And it has like the like the fucking oh, samba oh, horns yeah, yeah. and stuff. And it does feel like a, like a sex orgy pageant that is mm. like spinning out of control. But... I get it, and I know you get it too. This song. Every single time I see you in Nichime, you are doing this song. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't listen to this song much. What? I just listen to Kino Furonika and then just. Like. Okay, what the? <laughs> no, this is one of the best. Mm. No, you gotta get back. I don't know why. I don't, I don't really. I think because Kino Furonika was so intense, like, I kinda get back to this. I can't. This is the the big final pageant. I like when I hear this song on the train, mm-hmm. I start shaking. I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, I'm gonna throw myself into the sea of passion. <laughs> mm. 
I'm really confused about these last lyrics, and I want to know what you think. Laugh, cry, get Love wet, and sleep, yeah. just like a forgotten child. Mm. What the hell is she talking about? So, like, I think it's connected to, like, mm-hmm. I want my life to burn out in a beauty, like, just like this. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how I interpret mama. Tada. Just like a forgotten child, I, I just laugh and cry. <gasps> yeah, yeah. So it, That's an inspired choice to put this one first. Mm-mm-mm. That makes more sense. Just like a forgotten child, I laugh, cry, mm. get wet, mm. and sleep. Mm. I guess get wet probably doesn't make a lot of sense to like foreigners, but that's a word mm. they use for like when kids are like, playing around or whatever. Naki noodle, like cry and cry, cry and wet. Like, yeah, but get cry, get wet. I don't think it's such a like deep meaning. It's just the crying, I think. Okay. Mm. And so this album closes with her lyrics on the idea of this, of like her mm. thinking about a forgotten child, and her surrendering into a sea of utter passion mm, mm. what do you take away from Cure as a total piece of art what do you think it's saying it's very complicated mm. <clears throat> I think this question becomes so difficult because of this last song I agree yeah and then I never thought that because I always ignore the last song. So. <laughs> but for me, it's that, you know, she experiences the entire gamut of mm. extreme feeling for herself. She has these mm. deep narratives with her own being. She has them with her love affairs. And then instead of coming to woe about it, um, she just decides to throw herself in and take mm. all of it. And mm. she acknowledges the innocent child that she once mm. was and synthesizes and brings that into her current being. So she will laugh and cry and mm. get sopping wet and mm. sleep like a like the child she was while she's also immersing herself mm. into the sea of desire. I guess that's what you call in English like embracing. Yes. <laughs> embracing. Embracing. Embrace. Yeah. Now that you say it that does really sound like an English word, doesn't it? Embracing, embracing her emotions. Every, like her, her mind, body, and spirit. But it is hard to do that, don't you think? I think so. I think um. Yeah, she's doing. She's taking it so extreme that I kind of. I could not relate, maybe, to this song. Oh, it sounds like I'm fucked up, so I relate even more. <laughs> okay, but there's one mm. other thing I got to say about this album, mm-hmm. because if it wasn't strange enough. It ends with a half-hour ambient <laughs> music piece by Sakamoto yeah, yeah, Ryuichi yeah. called Aromascape. Aromascape. <laughs> Why is this here? So, for this, I, I don't really have an answer, and I don't really have Do you any, listen to it? Uh, I try to fall asleep with that song. I have listened to it a few times. It's also scary. But you said earlier that um, Nakatani is mm. like therapy for you. Mm. For me, Aromascape is kind of like a literalized idea of therapy, where it mm, takes mm, all mm, of mm. the extremely intense emotional mm, themes mm. of the album mm. and then deletes all the words from it and then spreads it out in a way that you can just let it all pass. Mm. And if you listen to this album, 
you have to listen to the first song all the way through, and then you have to listen to all 30 minutes of Aromascape and just mm. deal with it. I don't know who listened to Aromascape. I have. You, you have. Three I, times. I, I listened to it today. This song. Yeah. I don't listen to it when I'm on the train. I end the album. Does she say something? No. In the song, right. It. She's not really there. And when they sold this album, they sold it as a two-disc album. <sighs> yeah, they did that. So the first album has all of the lyrics on it, and then the second disc mm. has the first. Um, it has a rum escape, and then it has a rum escape without guitar. Mm. <laughs> so some review site they say they say. It's because of that kind of trend in the late '90s that people were seeking a kind of like healing music. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, like Sakamoto just released this song called uh, "Energy Flow." It's a it's a piano track. It's very beautiful and melodic, and very soothing song. And then, um, there was a t- term that kind of came out around the time, uh, called uh, y- yashi, like healing. Uh-huh. That term became so popular, and then there were even like many compilation albums of Iyashi music at the early like two thousand like nineteen ninety nine uh, albums called such as uh, Image or Feel or things like that. Mm-hmm. And then they, some reviewers, some 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 like writers said that maybe this they just wanted to do that experiment, that kind of you know popular right cultural phenomenon. Well, that's why they would call it Cure, don't you think? It's because, mm. like, unless you have a different mm-hmm. idea. Because mm. I was thinking... But it sounds a bit too simple. Well, for, 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 for Sakamoto Yuchi to do that. But no, that's not why they Because it. it's because the, the emotions are so packed and intense in the mm-hmm. first half. Mm-hmm. And then you get that aromascape piece. And uh, so, so it, it, it's, it's okay. ripping out all of your most intense uh, uh, feelings uh-huh. as possible. Uh-huh. It's like... It is mm. cutting you down the stomach, sticking mm. its hand and pulling out the innards and viscera until you have no fucking, mm. like, organ, nothing left. Yeah. And then, aromascape happens, and you like take like the smelling salts or whatever, and you like sit back, and you breathe, and you listen <laughs> to the music that has no melody, mm. and it goes on forever, and it's so boring. <laughs> but then you realize that you're alive, and no matter mm. what extremity you feel, you're present. Maybe it's a kind of like. Do you know? Have you been to like yoga sessions? I did take a yoga class in college. <laughs> Usually at the end of the yoga, they oh. had this session called like sleeping time, like laying down time. Yeah, I think when you do like resting like, dog. Resting dog, like they do even like just laying down time. I don't know, like five minutes of laying down time. I did that. I I used to take like yoga classes, like hot yoga classes, and uh-huh. they always had this. And then you just lay down, like close your eyes, and feel the weight of your own body or things like that. And then oh, after I five minutes, yoga again. It feels good. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. It was good. It was good. Maybe aromascape was a kind of a end of yoga session. I'd, I forgot the word like savasana pose. They call this savasana, the, the savasana pose. pose. Savasana pose or something. Yeah. Like, just literally laying down like a yeah I remember doing that mm. it feels good I love this album thank you very much for introducing me to her so that I can hear this <laughs> you're welcome well we have one more album to go yeah but uh, let's scare yourself
Nakatanumiki's third and final album is Shisekatsu, which means mm. private life in English. Mm. Um, this album has a bold white cover designed by the same person who did the cover for Cure. Okay. And it's her standing um, like in an office window of some sort by a door, but the rest of the cover is bright white, mm. and she has a frightening ominous, sad look about her as she walks in. This is the first time that she's been brightly lit mm, in any of the photos. And it's scary. Mm, still with the light on, she's scary. <laughs> uh, yeah, no matter what you do, this woman is intimidating to look at. And, I don't know, this album cover mm. really shocked me. What did you mm. think about it? Oh, not so much. <laughs> Maybe one thing, one noticeable, one noticeable thing is that she's dressed in a very, um, the clothing that looks like a kind of teacher or something like yeah. very, like a high cut. Was it high colored shirt? I forgot. It's white. It's white shirt. Okay. It looks like she's a kind of like an office lady or a student yeah. or a teacher. I don't know, like, yeah, like very conservative. Yeah, and there's a really unnaturally long wall. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. With a curtain, Uh, and then her and a door (laughs) looking at you, and then uh, the title of the album and her name in the bottom. (laughs) It's 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 so ironical. Like they call it private life. It looks. It's kind of funny because um, it it does make sense that this album is called Private Life because this is the only album that she wrote all the lyrics for. Oh, and. Basically, the it, it's funny because the rest of the album was like the rest of her musical mm-hmm. career was um, original compositions by Sakamoto Ruichi mm. among other people, um, and that he did all the production for. But on this album, it's a lot of repurposed stuff. So mm-hmm. um, he used music that he produced for Okada yeah. Yukiko, mm-hmm. who is a very famous idol from the mm-hmm. early eighties, mm-hmm. um, who's famous for killing herself. Mm-hmm. She jumped off a building, I yeah. think, in Shinjuku. Yeah. Yeah, um, because she was really heart-worn out about a lover. Mm-hmm. And she was a very pure idol, very mm-hmm. innocent, mm-hmm. sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, she did songs like, um, what's it called? Uh, a Little Princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she did all those like cute songs, mm-hmm. but then they repurposed that along mm-hmm. with some of the music that Sakamoto made for his daughter, mm-hmm. Sakamoto Miu, and she writes lyrics for it and... I told you this before we started recording, but this album freaked me out. It Mm. disturbed me. Mm -hmm. The first time I heard it, I was in disbelief. I was a little drunk, uh, coming back from Nitrame, and I was lying alone in bed, and I listened to the whole thing, and I was shocked. Mm. Because um, the rest of her music has hope, and Mm. it has like positivity and um, optimism about love, Mm. and this album is all about some extraordinarily desecrated human heart and complete Mm. shambles, and the way that it communicates that is not through melodrama Mm -hmm. or a lot of emotion, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's through cold, 
mm. white mm. laboratory mm-hmm. experimental music, and mm. it is honestly one of the most isolating and upsetting things I've ever heard. Mm. Isolating, yeah, I I totally agree. It's, yeah, it's really isolating. The, a, mm. Does he talk about someone in this in this album? Because I I can recall. Kowareta Kokoro. That song is completely um, the perspective of herself. Like it's kind of internal monologue, or mm-hmm. I don't know. She's just dropping words like a kid, and it it's making sense, but it kind of doesn't. Well, it's it's interesting because she does these songs in here that are not produced uh, produced by Sakamoto, but by other. Um, electronic um, mm. composers, and one of them is Confession. Mm. And the lyrics are not lyrics. She's t- <coughs> she's just speaking and talking. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Awanai. So. Atakunai. Ah, that song, yeah. That's, she says, I just remember that. She says, I won't meet you. Yeah. I don't want to meet you. That's how it is. And then that is the only clip. And it's over this like strange, icy, white, sputtering beat. And when you hear it, mm. it is profoundly upsetting to me. Mm. I totally agree with the impression. One thing that I th- think is different is about the interpretation of the first part. I don't know. I thought she was talking about... She was kind of ref- re- re- reacting to someone saying... Because there's that song is unique because um, a lot of the other songs in it, there's like a scene. Like mm. she's yeah. cutting up food or something, but on mm. Confession, it's nothing but that, like, that, that cold sound. Oh, where did, where did you go? Yes. The entire song is her saying. Where did you go? Yes. I won't meet you. I don't want to meet you. But you say that you say, oh, and I, you hear it differently. Mm, I thought she was reacting to someone saying that. Like, Oh, that's that's interesting. You're not, like, you you <gasps> cannot meet me. You don't want to meet me. <gasps> oh, I got chills. It's even worse. So you're... Because the way I heard it was her, her saying it to someone, but mm-hmm. you are hearing her react. <gasps> oh, what oh that's yeah. even worse. Mm. She's hearing someone say that, and then she's just repeating it back to them mm. in that cold, mm. atonal I voice of I... that disturbing piano. <laughs> this is... I really feel like the album artwork and, like, the creative direction for her is, like, so perfect because, like, mm. with that blindingly white cover mm-hmm. her singing that over the piano aitakunai doko itan desu ka so awanai aitakunai it it does sound perfectly white mm. and that's scary cuz it seems to suggest to me that like um cure which is mm. her most overly emotional melodramatic mm-hmm. album is black, and then the white album is this cold, frigid, perfectly... Cold. Oh, yeah. Scary. Mm. Humans are scary. Mm. 
I'm afraid. She's scary. She is fucking scary. Uh, How dare this bitch make this song? That is not right. This song is evil. <laughs> and then the song is titled in English as Confession. Hmm. And because the title is Confession, that's why I thought it was her saying it. But maybe... That's funny. But I don't yeah, know. Why, why is it called Confession? The title... どこいたんですかどこいたんですかそうあああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああああ
今夜と明日を一緒に感じてるあなたの呼吸が静かになるのをここから僕はそっと見届けるようーんそう、This satellite that connects you and me We we are feeling tonight and tomorrow together Maybe time difference? I don't know And I'm I'm quietly watching you over from here. Your 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 breathing is slowly fading. <laughs> um, oh my god! She's like watching someone dying, like. Oh, she's watching someone leave. I mean, she's maybe she's comparing <coughs> mm-hmm. death. To mm. a relationship, or, or because mm. so much of the song is about time, and like you said, like it has mm. that one single drum beat that's like, don't, 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 and because of that, maybe it, mm. it does feel like this is like. I don't know how you feel, but um, whenever I'm deeply in love or passionate, mm. it does completely change like the fabric of your reality and. Mm. Every other thing you experience is altered because you're feeling such like intense like jonetsu about something, and I feel like this song is about like how it like alters like time, <coughs> mm-hmm. mm. and it's creepy. This song is it, if you listen to it, it sounds like mm. positive and upbeat, and it's like house music, and then it's like I'm watching you slowly die. Mm. How, how do you, It's so dark. I'm really curious. When you get big blocks of English lyrics like mm-hmm. this in a Japanese song, mm-hmm. how how do you react to it? Um, particularly for this song, I was not paying much attention to the English part. Um, mm, I have been waiting till the time comes. Because it's so. Till the time comes. It's kind of vague. The English part. I, yeah. I mean. I don't really know what the, what she's talking about. Well, it's funny because Sakamoto, out of all three of the YMO members, was actually like, the worst at English. Like oh, Takahashi okay. was the best, and then Hosono, mm-hmm. and then Sakamoto is the least talented. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it's funny when you see stuff like this, and it's like, I don't even necessarily know what that means. I'll have been waiting till the time I'll comes. I'll have been waiting till the time. Comes. It means that when the moment comes, I'll have been waiting that whole time, and I'll let you go, until what time comes. Even if you have to leave me, but I like that weird nebulous, um, indefinable quality of the English because, because it's kind of loose and uncertain. It does make it feel more. Maybe this, this part again. Like even if you have to leave me, I'll I'll have been waiting till the time comes and I will let you. It sounds like someone's dying. Kind of, what do you think? Well, whenever I lose a, someone that I I have mm. deep feelings for, it feels like death. So, mm. but that's because I'm too theatrical and can't contain mm. my feelings. Like this bitch, she wrote this song too. Mm. Sayonara mo ima skoshi dake. Itsu no hi ka kito aeru daro. That does sound like death as well, doesn't it? That means um. Uh, even when we say goodbye mm. now, even a little, there's going to be some day where I'll certainly meet you, right?、Mm. Very clumsy translation in the moment, but. That you and me are connect- connected by a satellite. 
地平線ギリギリの星空に願いを込めて僕は今ええええ地平線ギリギリのあ、like she's screaming like I'm screaming、uh, at the edge of the horizon、mm-hmm. ギリギリまでの星空だから the stars until the edge of the horizon she screams putting some hope in and、oh. the taste of the tear is この胸になじむだからなんか immersed it into my heart I see and gradually the calm wave will take me over or something scary lyrics What the hell is going on? This happened in like pop music in the 90s.、Mm. Like, this is crazy.、Mm. I don't know. I, I get on my high horse with Japanese pop music because I literally think it's the most brilliant thing that's ever、mm. happened. But, like, you would never hear、mm. English pop songs、mm-hmm. with this, like, sunny house beat. Da 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 da. Whoa, whoa, da. whoa, whoa. Yeah. And then here we have it's like. What you just said. That. I, I just wish that art could be like this. Because now、mm. there's nothing like this anywhere. But, yeah, like, her songs h a s so much space for interpretation. Yeah, I mean, we've been like. The thing、mm. is, is that I have been listening to her music、mm-hmm. nonstop for、mm-hmm. months now because of you.、Mm. And even still, we can, like, look at these lyrics together and, like, think about them and, like, come to、mm. conclusions about what they may or may not mean.、Mm. That's amazing for、mm. fucking fun pop music.、Mm. You could put this song on at a party. Did I? I could, you could. I will one day. When、Maybe. you DJ? At, at a wedding or something, I don't know. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> But this song,、um, okay, throughout this like, reading session, I noticed one thing that, that this song, interestingly, interestingly like, she has a more like a kind of higher. Perspective, like, because、mm. she sees the horizon, like, she she、oh, connects、yeah. with someone through the satellite.、Mm. So, the picture is bigger than the other songs because other songs are very, very personal, only inside of her mind, or I don't know, someone in her memory, or like her, I don't know, someone that she's longing who's flying away. But this one sounds like a more like kind of g o d perspective, like, out from outside the earth, or something. She's Connecting someone through satellite, or she's waiting until someone like passing. I don't know. <sighs> It's the time frame, and、uh, also ge- geographically, everything is much bigger. This song. But it's interesting that she makes this translation when she is. Writing her lyrics mostly、mm. for the duration of the album for the first time,、mm. and she kind of breaks free from that extremely interpersonal, private.、Mm-hmm. And then on an album called Private Life,、mm. she is taking the perspective of that kind of、mm. deified figure、mm. and looking at a relationship and seeing all of this in it. But I mean, if everyone could kind of imagine their own heartache <coughs> this way, the、mm. world would be a lot more beautiful and intense.、Mm. Because everything else is like so like turned into like McDonald's trash. Like, I feel like heartache in the way that we portray it now is like is kind of this light, 
inconvenience that you can turn into a meme on Instagram or on Twitter or just like make a joke out of it. And then this song is like turning into a matter of life and death and God mm-hmm. on earth. And I I just can't believe that there was a time in music in any country where someone would have that audacious and brave aspiration to do that. Because imagine yourself as some god figure looking down a relationship. That mm. takes a lot of guts. It, mm. it takes a lot of bravery. Mm. And it's not funny. This song isn't a joke. Mm. It's not ironic. It's not, yeah. And that is just so beautiful to me that someone has mm. like that amount of grandiosity about them. Do you say chronic love in English? Um, is that a way of saying? I mean, the the, the phrase makes sense. Okay. But I people wouldn't... don't use it. Chronic love. Maybe they used to in the nineties, but I certainly have never said it out loud in my life before. Chronic love. It's was... opposite to ac- acute love or something. I don't really say that either, but I'm sure someone does. Mm. Yeah, but chronic love. It, what does that mean? It means that you are addicted and can't heal yourself and continually relapse into love. Oh no, another mm. phrase that has described me too clearly. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know, like... Mm, maybe this song... She sounds... I don't know. Chronic. Chronic. Long-lasting. Like, like, yeah, chronic can be long-lasting as well, but it has a negative connotation. Mm, 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 mm. Mm-hmm. Scary. Mm. This album sh- is not meant for human beings. Like this should be sent to aliens as like a <laughs> testament of how evil human beings are. This is not like human beings should not listen to this album because it's too intense. Mm. Are you really telling me that you have not felt this way ever? No, really. Oh God, I am fucked up. I'm a kind of very like. Um, um, sound oriented person when it comes to music. I rarely pay attention to lyrics. Maybe for Nakatani Miki, I did some a little bit, but uh-huh. I didn't really sit down and read the lyrics like this. So. No, no, every single album uh-huh. I did this and uh-huh. I put the lyrics in front of me and uh-huh. I listened to every song mm-hmm. and I read through everything. Mm-hmm. And I always recommend people to do that because, mm-hmm. like, in the 70s, mm-hmm. when you'd get huge copies of, like, Tusk by Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac or something. Mm-hmm. They would come with these beautiful lyric sheets, and mm-hmm. then you would like put the record on. Mm-hmm. You'd put the mm-hmm. piece of paper on the table, and then everyone would be drinking, smoking, mm-hmm. and then you'd like read the lyrics together and think about it. And one of the best things that that changed my life was when I was eighteen years old, mm-hmm. and me and uh, one of my best friends at the time. Um, we were, it was over the summer that I talked about on the Patreon yeah. episode, and we put the the Queen is Dead by the Smiths on. Mm-hmm. And I saw her, and she opened up her phone, and she was reading the lyrics along mm-hmm. while we were listening. And I had never thought to do that before. And I watched her do it, and it was so mm. exciting to me. And then, you know, I did the same, and it, it that really changed my life. And every time I, like, really connect with an album, like, sonically, now I have to do that. And every time there's an artist I really love, and they have a new album out, I'll do that too. But 
Oh, these lyrics are unbelievable. Um, if you could not believe that this album gets colder and more frightening, mm -hmm. this has the most disturbing piece of art I have ever experienced mm -hmm. in my entire life. Ever. The most frightening and horrifying thing mm -hmm. I've ever heard, and mm -hmm. I'm not exaggerating, is Leave Me Alone. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that song? Mm -hmm. It's the song where she is cooking dinner. She picks up the phone and she talks to a man who wants to meet her and she coolly rejects him in a very Japanese way. The phone rang. What the hell is this? This is the most just this is <coughs> literally the most frightening thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I wish I had never heard it. I hate you. <laughs> it's scary, yeah. It's, it's scary. so scary. This mm. song is her mm. picking up the phone. Okay, so we have, we've had two and a half albums, right, of her, like, pouring her heart out. Mm -mm. Just dumping it out. Mm. She just fucking does the piano teacher. Mm. She slits her fucking heart all mm. over the floor. And then there's a song, which is this fucked up, like skittering piano beat and she is cooking at home and mm -hmm. she picks up the phone and she coldly rejects someone mm -hmm. and she does it in the most Japanese way ever like I have to be at work early tomorrow oh I can't I have to work tomorrow really early and she's feigning respectability by being polite on the phone and she's like chopping up vegetables alone in her apartment and then as soon as she hangs up the phone she goes 
うるさいな<笑> which、um, is a really lovely phrase that you can translate in English as shut the fuck up shut up annoying be quiet, be quiet、yeah. and it's so mm. scary mm. I that is like one of the most like literal <coughs> depictions of human emotion I've、mm-hmm. ever heard、mm. I was actually paying attention to this, this weird Like beeping sound. Yeah, the throughout, piano. The throughout the. I thought of the phone, like the phone、mm-hmm. ringtone. or It sort of sounds like when you are、um, messing the phone connection back in time, which never happened to me, but、mm. you know, when you had a landline and there were some phone operators, that kind of time.、Mm-hmm. Apparently, people sometimes like.、Um, The, 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 the phone connection messes up and you talk to total stranger.、Hmm. That kind of feeling, this sound of the, the, co- the continuous like, beeping sound through, throughout the, on the background.、Um, it's, it's scary overall. It's upsetting. It's.、Oh, how did this happen? I just. Oh, I mean, okay. So, I'm having a lot of romantic troubles at the moment. I've brought this up before, but like when I I didn't, I, I waited to listen to this album until like last week.、Mm-hmm. And then when I had to hear that and I, I heard, <laughs> I was like, I was so. And that fucking fucked up piano shit in the background makes it. I mean, that is like seriously one of the most literal translations of human emotions I've ever heard in a song ever. It haunts me.、Mm. It, I've never heard anything like it.、Mm. But I told you earlier, this is my favorite album from her because、mm. it upsets me the most.、Mm. <laughs> and I really like being upset and scared by art. And I would love if there was like, a pop artist in America right now who would like, record some song over that kind of like, skittering、mm. piano beat、mm. where you know, they, they coolly reject someone. But the thing is, is that this song comes. Directly out of the 90s, where you can just text someone and then be ghosted or、mm. <coughs> left into the、mm. void. It, it、mm. comes from a, a period of time where you had to actually reject mm. someone. Mm. You don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. You can just block someone. You can block them. Yeah. Isn't、mm. that scary? That's kind of neat. Yeah, it's something that we don't see these days, like having to deal with the people that you don't want to. Like in a personal、mm. life, like this.、Mm. It, I mean, this song really caused a lot of、um, mm. attention in me because、mm. I started thinking about you know, how many times someone's been an inconvenience to me. And even in the, Jap- in the, the, the Japanese, where you like、mm. reject people politely by、mm. just saying, You know, it's like you reject them in a way where you kind of like lead them on to、mm-hmm. make the conclusion themselves. You don't do anything like that now. You just give up、mm. and you let people、mm. erase out of existence. And I find、mm. that to be very sad. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Like, imagine if anyone in your life、uh, who you counted on or thought、mm. about. They have the power now that、um, they could just fade away.、Mm. I don't think it used to be like that. And 
that's why that song has power and maybe no one could ever translate mm. that successfully into the contemporary moment. I don't know. It's kind of sad that her career ends on this album, don't you think? I think so. I I, I was just wondering, is she herself actually wanted to continue or not? She was not interested at all. I think she did. She, she probably enjoyed performing in the music like this. I, I'm sure she did. So... Yeah, I guess it's more like a Sakamoto Yuichi who kind of got bored. Yeah, I think he must have been bored by the third album because he barely did anything new for yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yet, mm. nonetheless, it's her most experimental album. Mm. She went the most out of left field and she mm. brought new producers in and she did stuff that was just mm. completely unheard of. I mean, that mm. song coming out in fucking like 1999, mm. what the hell? <laughs> um... I, when I think about this album overall, um, it begins with Frontier and it ends with an English cover of the mm-hmm. same song. And um, yeah, it it is a ultra clean, sharpened too much, mm-hmm. too polished, mm-hmm. like beautiful abstraction. Mm-hmm. And it has like ruined me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I wish I had never heard it. It's been disturbing and I can't stop thinking about mm-hmm. every person I've ever known in the context of this album. Mm-hmm. But... We have these three beautiful albums in mm. her whole career and mm. your experience with them. And I want you to know, what did you take from Nakatani Miki that you live with today? Like, what did you learn from her that you live with now? Like, what is what you, what, what did you get from her overall in total? <sighs> I think, um, Overall, her her chunibyoness, mm-hmm. like being chunibyo, being chunibyo, <laughs> like how how can I put it into words? Being chunibyo, chunibyo, could be cool. <laughs> I I I think um I mean I always did but uh, kind of living in your own cocoon and then expressing your feeling without interaction with others this process could be beautiful like this like it could this process could pr- produce a like beautiful piece of art and then I think people can appreciate that 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 aspect of life like you are sometimes like being a very living just in, inside inside how, how do I say like mm. being um what's the word that you reflect yourself so much so much um hmm um, when you ref- when you re- reflect on yourself so much, um, self conscious. Self conscious. No, no, no. I no. think, uh, think there is. Um. There's definitely a better word. I think the beauty of 
I think I would call her music kind of hikikomori art. Yeah, like、um, the people who sequester themselves in、mm. complete privacy and don't interact with the rest of the world.、Mm. Um, yes, it's n- n- obviously not healthy, but、um, this is a this is a kind of、uh, space that everyone has, like your personal space. That you hide into.、Mm-hmm. And from this like, tiny scope of your cocoon, <clears throat>、uh, you, see the wor- you see the world out there with no interaction, no human interaction. And then you can still create something beautiful like this.、Mm-hmm. Like,、um, I appreciate that. Hmm. <laughs> do you aspire to do that yourself?、Mm, I don't have the energy to make this into. make my inner chunibyo to a piece of art like this. Oh man, I really feel like you got it exactly right. Because、mm. I think the reason I resonate so strongly with her is because. I do have like this、uh, interior world that、mm. only I know.、Mm-hmm. And it's very intense and difficult to survive、mm. through.、Mm. And,、um, you know, sometimes I, I have like these feelings that are just completely blown out of proportion and are ridiculous. But、mm-hmm. when I listen to music by、mm-hmm. her, who's, she's obviously so locked in her own universe、mm-hmm. and she has that weird glacial phantom、mm. appearance. and... Mm-hmm. Um, she sings. Like, when you were talking about Cure, and you were like, this isn't a song about love with someone else. This is a song about her reaction to loving someone else.、Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. I feel that so much for the way I see the universe. And everything I aspire to do is to turn that, like, Hikimomori like, world inside of me like, into mm-hmm. something public and like, make it tangible and real. And she's like, I think, honestly, one of the only musicians I've ever heard who's、mm. done that.、Mm. I think about Bjork and, like, her, she's obviously such an extrovert and show off. And、mm. I don't get that vibe from her. Even though, like, she's, like, fake in interviews and her performances are, like, stunted and weird and, like, she's, like, an actress. Like, you can sense the kind of, like, interior, the interior universe that she has. You got that really right, I think. Mm Hmm. I, yeah, I reassured like through this、uh, conversation, like the, this,、uh, this <coughs> podcast session. Yeah, she's such a. She ha- Her music is so. Hikikomori. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's so special. It is special.、I'm, I just. I'm so happy yeah. it exists.、Mm, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes me even more sad that Sakamoto Ryuichi is dead now.、Mm. I, I really hope that someone、mm. has the creative energy of、mm. him and sometime when I'm still alive and can, they can turn this you know, strange, you know,、mm. artistic, quirky little girl into、mm. an instrument of all、mm. private feeling. Mm. And、um, people, I think, try in literature a lot, but it, it, it doesn't really happen in music.、Mm. 
And so, it's a really special. I, I feel privileged that I'm into Japanese culture and can、mm-hmm. speak a little Japanese and can make my way about、mm-hmm. the world because getting to hear this and、mm-hmm. like learn from it and like sit with it for months has like completely altered the course of my life. And I'm very thankful for you introducing、oh. me to her. <laughs> Truly, I'm very thankful、mm-hmm. for it.、Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Wow.、Mm. On that note,、mm. those who don't fight. Won't survive. Here we go. To support the continuation of your favorite online experimental art audio project, please pledge five dollars to I'm So Popular on Patreon.com/I'mSoPopular. The bonus episodes of the show, the essential untouched continuation sirens, as well as access to the Discord and Chichi's book club. じゃあまたね。Stay.